Welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch and I am your host. I am a maturation facilitator, teacher and coach, integrative holistic health counselor, breathwork facilitator and author. I am the founder of the Academy of Maturation Coaching, The Alchemy of Being, where I train as many people as I can to become powerful spaces for human beings to come home to their authentic truth. Maturation is a powerful evolutionary process of dissolving trauma, breaking free of stuck patterns, and growing and healing at the taproot. Growing out of who we thought we were from the stories led by our past conditioning in order to grow and evolve into who we were born to be. In this podcast, I will be sharing many different things with you, opening up the doorways to my coaching sessions where you can witness with your own eyes how trauma contaminates our reality and how we can dissolve it, heal it at the root and rewrite the story of our lives, reclaiming our power and reminding each one of us that who we are is wholeness. I will be interviewing some of the world's most prominent teachers in spirituality, healing, transformation, and human involvement, and sharing with you my own teachings and learnings along the way, and above all, sharing with you my heart. The purpose of this podcast is to remind each one of you who you really are, to open up the doorway to a new possibility, to a new paradigm, to healing, health, transformation, and our involvement as individuals and a species. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One thing that you can do for me, if you find this podcast useful and if you love it, please do subscribe. And if you feel called to leave a review because reviews really matter. They help to spread the word and help to spread this podcast to as many people as we can. And lastly, if you have any big aha moments, any shifts, any insights in any of these episodes, please do share it with me. Share with me which episode it was, where in the episode it happened, and how it has impacted you and your life. So without further ado, let's get going. I hope you enjoy today's episode on the Soul Surgery Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Soul Surgery. My name is Nikki Clinch and I am your host. So this week I'm diving deeply into a topic that really unnerves me and has been grading at me for quite a while. And it's a topic that I think is not being discussed enough, although I am starting to see it being brought up in conversation by some amazing um, other podcasts and other channels and teachers. And that's important. And I'm so grateful to see that this is being brought up out of the shadows. So I want to talk about the shadow side to the wellness and spirituality industry. You know, one of the most co uh, common um, and irritating, irritating comments that I get given uh, or sent over the last 18 months, two years, particularly in the last two years, are comments like, oh, don't talk about the negativity. You'll feed the negativity. Focus on the positive. Only focus on the positive. Or, uh, you shouldn't have any anger. Anger is, anger is bad. Like you should focus on the positive, be happy. Or someone said to me in a live this morning, you should smile more. Like, why don't you smile more? You know, and it's like, 
And then someone even said to me in a meeting last week, you know, I work in the wellness industry and we are interested only in kindness. Now, these sorts of things can sound like they are a good thing. You know, focus on the positive, smile more. You know, we are only invested in kindness. These sound like they're good things. But what's really being said, what's really being said is, unless anything that isn't in this remit, anything that isn't in this box of kindness, niceness, shiny, comfortable, pretty, um, smiley box is wrong, is unhealthy. And shouldn't be. Like this doesn't fit in the wellness industry. This doesn't fit in spirituality. And right there is something extremely dangerous. That right there we are being sold and conditioned to buy into a picture of what it means to be well. And it is a picture, a picture that only really has space for the presentable, shiny, good side of human nature. And so what happens to all that other part of human life, you know, all the anger and the rage and the sadness and the fear and the terror and the shame and the insecurity and the self-consciousness and the embarrassment um, and the mistakes and the unknown and the lostness and the emptiness and the neediness? What happens to all that other human reaction? Natural human reaction. As being human, we're all the same animal. Well, that doesn't fit in that box. It doesn't fit there. And so we then start developing this idea that all that other stuff is what's wrong about us. And until we get rid of that stuff and we, and we fit this picture, there's something wrong with us. And that also is so dangerous. You know, niceness and kindness and positivity can be used as a form of extreme suppression and control. How many times have you pasted a really big smile on your face when deep down inside you've been feeling like resentment and anger? How many times have you put on a nice, a nice tone in your voice to be all sort of nice, but really deep down inside you're feeling like the complete opposite? Niceness and kindness can be used and is being used as a form of masking. And we are doing it all the time. 
And the more that we buy into this way of being, the more that we are hiding so much of our human life and suppressing it in our own skin. And there is no freedom that lives here. When you think of the word well-being or wellness or spirituality, like do me a favor, play with me for a bit. And you really, you really do have to play. You know, if you don't play, then this doesn't work. So play with me. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and I now want you to imagine, I want you to see someone or you in the picture of well-being. In the picture of spirituality. What do you see? Like instantly, whether you want to or not, or whether you're trying to or not, your mind is going to present a story. Why? Because that's the nature of the mind. The mind is absolutely full of conditioning and memory um, and pictures and imagery. Um, And it will present to you something that you have been conditioned as an attachment to well-being and spirituality. What did you see? Did you see someone shiny, glowing, sparkly, light, bright? Um, maybe white teeth, big smile, look so happy, they look so free. Well, that picture right there, maybe you got it in an Instagram, you saw it in an Instagram post, maybe you saw it on a billboard, maybe you saw it in a magazine, maybe you saw it in a movie. Well, you saw it somewhere and now it is leading you in what you have believed is wellness. And don't worry, you're not doing anything wrong. Like that's, this is like a lot of people, including myself. Even when I close my eyes, as soon as I see wellness, I see the shiny, pretty, glowing, sparkly, look so happy with the, you know, shiny white teeth. I see it. Why? Because I have a mind too. And the nature of the mind is to absorb information. Um, absorb, absorb, absorb. It's a machine. It, it literally absorbs everything that we have been surrounded by in our environment. And so when we see a picture, it's something that we have either learned or, or received from somewhere else. Now that picture of well-being is what we then strive for. Unless I look like that, and I don't mean like look like that as in, you know, the perfect body, flat stomach. I mean, unless I, as in the aliveness of me as a human being, somehow fits in that picture, you know, the one where she looks so happy and, and she just seems to look so free. Um, unless I fit into something that looks like that, then, then there must be something wrong with me. Like all the other stuff, you don't fit in this picture. And so how much energy and life force do you think we use to suppress all the other parts of us, all the natural human reactions that move through us? Why? Because we are animals. all the other natural human reactions that move through us that we have 
judged and been conditioned to know as messy and ugly and shadowy and bad and wrong and unkind and unnice. We suppress. And by suppressing it, we are suppressing ourself. We are sitting on so much of the aliveness in us in this desperation to fit this picture. And it is dangerous and deeply disempowering. Love and light is not something that we need to do or get. It's something that we already are and that becomes available in how we express ourselves. The more we let go of the suppression of ourself and the more with compassion welcoming we can be to all our humanness. The more that we release and let go of all the suppression and the tightening and the controlling and the sculpting and the molding and the judgment and the picture of who we think we need to be to be good, to be nice, to be kind. Well, when we are able to release all that suppression, that tightness, that gripping, what do you think happens? we get all, so much power back, life force, aliveness, and the whole of our human beingness gets to be welcomed and gets to live. And that is when light, the light that is already in us, the love that we already are, can be expressed organically and naturally and authentically without even trying. You know, when I came into recovery, it was 2000, year 2000. I, lots of you know my story. I was a drug addict and an alcoholic and I was badly bulimic and that was kind of just the outside stuff. Like, you know, my low self-worth was on the floor. I was in thousands of pounds in debt. I lost every job that I ever had and I was just in a terrible state of suffering. And when I came into recovery, you know, after getting through detox and the kind of the messiness of the first phase, I discovered wellness. And boy, did I throw myself in. I was drinking my green juices every day and running around with my Tupperware boxes with my, literally, I just wanted to eat so pure and perfect. And I was even doing yoga every day and I was meditating for hours every day. And wow, did I look healthy and, and I looked shiny and I looked like the picture of health. And Everybody used to comment, my God, aren't you better now? Wow, what a transformation. This is amazing. And you know what? It really was compared to the the drug addict that I was on the outside. I certainly looked prettier and I certainly looked more acceptable 
and comfortable for people to see than how I looked when I was the drug addict, anorexic, bulimic. And so, you know, it was really celebrated. I was celebrated in my, in my wellness. But 10 years into doing this, do you know what I discovered when I got really honest with myself? Inside, beneath the kind of celebrated picture, nothing had really changed. I still carried this not enoughness about me. I still really kind of believed that I was worthless and bad deep inside. And so I would use wellness and the picture of wellness to strive for being something other that to get me away from being with what was inside of me. If I could just get this body, if I could just get this healthy, if I meditated enough and did enough yoga, well, maybe then, you know, I will be worthwhile. But I was trying so hard to be worthwhile. Why? Because someone who tries so hard to be worthwhile, what do they really believe about themselves? That they're not worthy at all, as they are. And by the way, I want to reiterate, I love yoga and I love meditation and I, I love my kale and I love my green juice. I still do. It's not about these things being right or wrong. It's about where we're coming from, when we're using it and why. I believed that if I could just find the right thing, then somehow I will become free of all the parts of myself I just couldn't bear to be with. Remember I said there are three versions of you. There's the version that you present to the world and that you want people to see. Then there's the version that you don't want anybody to see about you, but you know is there. And then there's the version that you don't even want to see about yourself. I guess there's four parts of you. And then there's, then there's who you truly are beyond all of this. And often we are living with versions two, two and three, the versions that we don't even want anyone to know about us and the version we don't even want ourselves to know about us. We are living with two and three hidden beneath number one, what we present to the world. And any, do you know how much energy in life it takes to hide and suppress two and three? We could spend our whole life using our power and our energy to hide it. Power and energy that we could be using to feed our life to feed our souls, to express ourselves in our absolute truest calling of voice and expression. And so I was presenting a certain version to my, of myself to the world that I had believed was 
good versus the bad one that I was as an addict. But deep down inside, I still felt the same. And so was I really well? Or did I just look more like well? Did I fit more of the well picture? Let's look at what well-being actually means. Let's break up the word well-being. It's well-being, not well-doing. Not well-presenting. Not well-performing. It's well-being. Being well. To be requires no trying. To be requires no striving. To be requires no searching. To be is already here, now. When we are being, We are in the here and now with ourself and with life. We are human beings, not human doings. And so well-being <laughs> is, is really a state of being that we live in. That is well. That means being well with all that moves through you. Some days you will have shame move through you if that's part of the story you've come from. And can you still be with it, with compassion and presence? Some days you will feel rage because you are a human animal and animals have instincts and rage is one of the instincts. Can you be with all of yourself and the rage that moves through you with compassion and acceptance? When you can be with yourself, when you can be with all of you, then that is being well. So can you hear that well-being or being well is actually completely stepping out of that striving for the picture where you are rejecting your own self to fit that? When you are being well, there, there's no need to search for love and light. You already know your love and light. And you get to be everything else <laughs> because you get to be yourself. And the more that we are courageous enough to give ourselves this kind of unconditional 
acceptance and holding. The freer and more alive we become and the more permission we give other people to do the same. Some days the clouds will, will, some days the sun will shine and then the clouds will pass. And then there may be a storm and then it may rain. But the sun will shine again. We have so many layers, intricate layers of human life that moves through us on a daily basis. Can we be with it? Can we be well <laughs> with it? You know, one of the most common things I've seen, particularly in retreats and in live workshops, is when I've had clients and participants come who have enormous amounts of trauma in the body, but have used meditation and spirituality, love and light, as a way of escaping, being with all the mess that is inside. And so they kind of live up here. They've meditated themselves right out of their body. And so there's no embodiment of all the life that is in you. And that is not being well. That is escaping. And then we're selling things like you know, love and light and manifestation as the way to, to the somewhere to get to as some form of control that we can grasp onto rather than actually going inward to be with all of ourselves with so much compassion that there's nothing left to hide. You know, the real enlightened souls there are not that many on this planet, but the real enlightened beings on this planet, they have the same version of themselves that you see to who they are behind closed doors, to who they are in deep inside their own isolation of their souls. There's no difference. There's no three, four versions. There's only being. Real embodiment of being is when we can be in alignment with all of our, all of the life within us. And in the process of releasing suppression and letting go of all that forcing and surviving and striving, we release what is not ours to carry in the first place. And that allows more and more real peace, real love, real light, authentic being to unfold through. So, you know, right here, right now, let's just get really straight with each other. I would say I've done a substantial amount of work on myself and some days I feel rage. It's like an instinct that moves through me, and it's an animal instinct. Do I hurt people with it? No, I don't. But it is there, 
and then I have to be responsible for releasing it healthily. Some days I have neediness move through me. Some days I have shame move through me. Some days I have terror move through me. I have all the realms of human emotion. The only difference is, is the more that I go through my maturation process, the more that I can be with it moving through me rather than it being me. Whatever stays in the unconscious will live your life and you will call it fate. Our job is not to present a version of ourselves that we can bear to tolerate whilst rejecting and ignoring and escaping all the life in us. That is not living, that is surviving. Our maturation lies in our ability to go inward. To be courageous enough, radical honesty to look at all the aspects of our humanness. And to learn how to be with all of it. And so it doesn't have to live our life. We get to live our life while being a container for all this life. So please... Don't just try to be positive, just be authentic. Please don't force yourself to be kind, just be true. Please don't force yourself to be positive, just be honest with yourself. This is love. Love does not look like shiny love and light all the time. Sometimes love can be nurturing, soothing, nourishing, loving care. And sometimes love is a lioness that will kill for her babies. Love can look many different ways because it's not about what it looks like. It's about a state of being. Love is not something you do. It is who you are. It is a space to come from. And you can come from a place of love when you are able to love all of yourself. And when you can love all of yourself, you will love another for all of themselves. And that is true love you will be able to love another even beyond the behavior and the masks because you have learned to do the same for yourself. So I hope this has been useful. <laughs> if this has triggered you, if it has brought up feelings for you, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. My invitation for you is this. If something has triggered you, instead of immediately wanting to kind of blame me or attack me or attack anyone or blame anyone else, I invite you to look inside. What is it that created the trigger? It may be a tone, it may be a word, it may be something I've said. And then deeper inside, what is it that's actually going on? What is the emotion in there or the human life in there that you cannot be with, 
that is calling for your attention and your love and your care. Thich Nhat Tan will say the greatest, most generous gift we can give to ourselves is our own awareness and attention. So look deep inward. And maybe you will find something deep in there that you will find the ability to be compassionate with. And that will offer you a deep kind of healing. So I hope this has been useful. Please do share with me any shifts, any aha moments, any moments of triggers, anything that started to come up for you or any big insights that came up for you. Please share them with me because I love to hear about your healing and I love to hear about your process. So write it in the comments below the YouTube video or you can send me a message on my website or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Please, I love hearing from you. And if you have loved this episode, please do leave us a review. Your reviews really, really matter. They help this podcast spread further and wider to more people. And this content can actually be heard by more and more people every day and help more and more people every day. So please do leave a few words. And if you love soul surgery, then please subscribe. And I would love to have you in the community. So thank you for listening. Be well. <laughs> be well.